A blended family is complicated and adjusting is difficult, but we can all agree that the kids are the most vulnerable in these situations. Suddenly, these children will have to live with and trust someone that they barely even know. And what if the stepmother doesn't want children or the responsibility that comes with it? Unfortunately, some stepmoms turn for the worst murder. And here are their stories. Heather Leval Keaton. In March 2010, Heather took four year old Natalie, duct taped her, and locked her in a suitcase, which she left in a closet for about 12 hours. After the incident, the little girl choked to death and later dumped in a wooded area in Citronelle, Alabama. Three months later, Natalie's three year old younger brother was taped to a broom handle and left in a corner of a bedroom overnight, and for some reason, again, afterwards, he also choked to death and was later found in a wooded area in Mississippi. It turned turned out that Heather had cooked antifreeze into the kid's food, which likely caused him to choke. According to reports and evidence, both children were being burned with cigarettes and hot candle wax on a regular basis. The prosecution stated that the anger apparently had stemmed from Heather's jealousy of the little girl. The little boy was unfortunately a casualty due to his curiosity of what had happened to his sister. And statements show that Heather found him to be a liability or a witness of such. Heather Leval Keaton was sentenced to death. The biological father of the kids, John DeBlaze, was also convicted and sentenced to death. Anna Ritchie. March 2016, four year old Austin Cooper was refusing to take a bath before going to bed, which is similar to many young children. However, Austin's stepmother, Anna Ritchie, had other ideas. To punish him, she prepared a scalding hot bath for Austin. In fact, the water was estimated to be at least 134 degrees and coerced Austin to stay in the water for approximately 25 minutes. According to the police reports, after Anna lifted Austin out of the bath, and I quote, his skin was falling off of his legs and was bleeding significantly. Afterwards, despite Austin's cry for help, Anna did not bring Austin to the hospital or even show any type of aftercare for the child's falling skin. She actually did the opposite, forcing Austin to bed with his pajamas and socks for the sole purpose of refraining from getting blood on the bed. When the child's father, Robert Ritchie, came home from work, Anna told him that Austin had been burned in the bathtub and that it was only similar to a sunburn. She downplayed the child's injuries and even forced Robert to not check on the child until the morning, despite hearing Austin's desperate cries throughout dinner. Robert tried to check on his child multiple times throughout the night, but was frequently stopped by Anna grabbing him by the shirt while saying, and I quote, Don't you go in that room. When morning came around just after 9 30 a.m., Austin's father, Robert, found him dead. If Anna had brought him to the hospital, doctors stated that he had a 95% chance of survival. However, she refused to show him any medical attention. Doctors testified that Austin had second and third degree burns on about a third of his body and consequently died of hypovolemic shock. The Warren County judge sentenced Anna Ritchie to 18 years to life. Melinda Drabic Critton. This particular case does not involve a murder, but shows how a stepmom can change the dynamic in a family. On a cold February day in 2012, a young 15 year old girl was located wandering off the streets in Madison, Wisconsin. 
She was barefoot and only wearing pajamas when a local citizen noticed her and called the authorities. When the police arrived, she told them that she was held captive in the basement of their home for the past six years. In fact, when a thorough investigation was executed, they found that the girl was pulled from a regular schooling to be homeschooled after the district officials suspected that the young girl was being abused. When the authorities searched the basement she was held in, it was heavily guarded and rigged to the point that an alarm would go off and motion detectors would be triggered at any time she would attempt to leave. When she testified during trial, she said that most of the physical abuse came from her stepmother, while her stepbrother sexually abused her frequently. Additionally, she was forced to do daily household chores completely naked and was systematically starved by her parents to the point that her stature is not like a teenager but of a child. Later, it was revealed that the girl was also forced to eat her own feces and drink her own urine. Melinda and the child's biological father, Chad, was sentenced to only five years in prison. Renee King on the 20th of November 2010, 29-year-old Renee King from Macomb County, Michigan dialed 911 to report that her two-year-old stepdaughter, Lily Ferno, was unconscious. When the authorities arrived, Renee reported to them that her back gave out as she was bathing Lily, which caused her to drop the kid. However, when the coroner's report was released, it immediately showed inconsistencies to Renee's story. First, the coroner determined, based on the state of the body, that Lily had passed away at least two hours before her stepmother Renee called the police. In addition to the timeline discrepancies, the report also showed that Lily suffered over 20 blows to her head as well as a penetrating injury into her vagina. Renee King was therefore arrested and charged with felony murder, first-degree child abuse, and first-degree criminal sexual conduct. During her trial, they found that Lily had gone through a history of abuse prior to her death and reports showed that her biological mother became suspicious and consequently began the bitter soul custody battle for Lily before her passing. Later in the trial, they found that Renee's reasoning behind the sexual assault and murder was due to the two-year-old defecating in her pants. Renee was sentenced to 30 to 50 years in prison and was ordered to pay $1,200 in restitution for Lily's headstone. Veronica Dunnicky. That morning, in December 2014, Veronica Dunnicky had a plan for her family of six, but most importantly for her husband and stepdaughter Kimberly, or KJ for short. For months, tension continued to build in the home as both parents, Veronica and her husband Russ, were in the midst of a divorce. Since her marriage to Russ, Veronica has always treated her stepdaughter horribly and sadly had gotten worse as the parents began to have kids while KJ was only a teen. KJ would be forced to do all of the chores and take care of Veronica's three small children all while she went on her frequent shopping trips with Russ's credit cards. In fact, she even stopped helping with wife or motherly duties and decided to join multiple clubs as well as political gun groups, often coming home at night. Additionally, according to her son, it was fairly common for Veronica to utilize most of her time at home yelling and screaming at her stepdaughter. After years of torture to his children, Russ finally had enough and decided to get a court order to have Veronica placed out of the house. And when he did, KJ picked up the slack with helping ensure that the kids were adapting well and were happy. Unfortunately, Veronica couldn't stand that Russ and the rest of the family were living a happy life without her, which pushed her over the edge. 
That morning, after dropping her children off from school, she took out her gun and killed her husband Russ and stepdaughter Kimberly. Veronica was therefore sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. As usual, please comment, like, and subscribe. Also, if you have kids and are planning to remarry, a few bucks can get you a background check. At this point in my videos, I'm sure you understand that it's worth it.